0: Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you're a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio and the key is right here. It's not a great secret. So don't just listen, learn and take action. So I want to welcome you Alejandra, Alejandra Chaparro is uh, the founder and CEO of 17 Entertainment in New York City. So she is also an expert in communications, originally from Colombia, and she helps people um, to promote, do their social media. Um, and I'm sure she can give you a better introduction of herself than I am. She's an award-winning journalist as well. Um, she's been featured on, She you had a TV show for a while on CNN Español, right? Yes. And uh, she's been in uh, Miami, New York, London, Spain as wow. well. And so, yeah, so we have a very, uh, a special person here with us today. So as she uh, gives us information, I would love for you guys to chime in with any questions that you might have for her as she's talking and uh, because she's uh, quite the lady. So, and since we're right now, there are boys in the group, but right now we're all powerful females. So
1: wow.
0: you know, we have to take advantage of that, right? So. Definitely. So, welcome, Alejandra. Why don't you do a little bit of a, a better introduction
2: of yourself than I did? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Christy, for this beautiful introduction and for inviting me to meet these wonderful students. I feel very proud to be with all of you here. Um, when I was your age, I was back in Colombia. I didn't have uh, all the resources, technology, phones, tablets, computer. Uh, we have today so the way I grew up was completely different I grew up in a house with dogs uh, plants uh, one phone you I don't know Christy you remember the phone where you used to dial this uh, way
0: the rotary phone where you'd have to go you'd do the number and I go and then I go
2: i I, I am sure if one of your students if one of you guys have that phone in front of you right now i'm not sure you're going to be able to use it because it's it's like from another world Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and i remember at home you know nobody was allowed to talk on the phone at certain times of the day and it was like another world Mm -hmm. but i'm happy to be here i'm very excited i live in new york city about nine years ago before I lived in Florida, before I lived in Bogota, before I lived in Ecuador. I remember when I was a kid, I always saw myself traveling the world and living in different places and get to know many people since I was maybe eight, nine years old. That was my dream. So today, now I live in New York and I realize how important is dreaming because when you have dreams, it's, it's like the what gives you what makes you feel motivated to reach your goals and everything in life. And um, I finished my excuse me, hold on one second. I finished my studies. Is that, is that uh, Emerson? It's Emerson. <laughs> yes. He's trying to reach the ball. Mm -hmm. So I finished my studies in communication in Bogota. And then I remember I went to work in Ecuador. I went to, I moved to Ecuador to work there for a year. And I had experience on TV. I produced different shows. And then I had a radio show. And I was very young. I was maybe 21 (laughs) years old. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, maybe this is too slow for me. I need more action. I need something that pass phase. So I moved back to Bogota where I had the opportunity to work with the New York City mayor in that time, handling uh, all the, the old communications project. Actually, this guy was, uh, his heritage is from Lithuania. And so I learned a lot about uh, many things working for him, for the community. And then I Work at El Tiempo, which is the main newspaper in Bogota. I created a beautiful project for teenagers uh, to teach them how to how to write, how to take pictures, uh, how to design, and we created newspapers, we created projects. This was a wonderful project. So I learned how to. I I love working with young people because they are the, they have the best energy. Uh, they are willing to learn. So I spent a couple of years and then I was in Bogota and I said, that's it in life, I I wanted more, I wanted to travel, I wanted to do more. So I moved to Miami uh, with uh, my ex-husband. So I moved there and when I land in Miami, I don't know anyone, I don't have a job, I don't know the language, Uh, I don't know anything. So I was scared at the beginning. I remember Not it was out. like you came without
0: knowing english yet
2: so i'm gonna let you know something i remember when i was in the university i was studying english and i said why do i need to learn english for mm. i remember saying that to myself but life told me something different so i live in miami and when i moved to miami i say what i'm going to do with my life because I need to start my career. I need to knock on knock doors. So that's what I did. I started working as a reporter for the Agents Trans- Transpress uh, at the beginning. I didn't know anyone. So the guy that was my boss asked me if I was able to go to the court to cover uh, a trial. <laughs> and, I, uh, and I had no idea about anything. I said, sure, of course easy so I remember going the first time to the Miami court it's a federal court Uh and I made the mistake to bring a recorder my English was very little in that time so the security guy calls me and he's like you little one little Colombian come here (laughs) I went you know they took me aside and they were looking everything you know my my bag my like I I said did I do something I, I don't know so they took my recorder and they say, it's a federal crime to bring a recorder to this, to this court. Do you read that? And I learned something. <laughs> um, that was the start of learning English. <laughs> yes. And I remember I was covering a trial about a spy case. It was a very famous case in Miami. Uh, five guys were arrested after spying for Cuba for a long time so I was in charge of covering the trial so I say it's very easy because I go to the sources to the everyone and ask questions and get the answers and write my story and I was like excuse me can I talk to you for a second are you a member of the media I say yes no we cannot talk to you so nobody helped me and I, I remember at the end, I needed to go out and write a story that was going to be distributed for all the entire media in Latin America. I didn't understand English. I was feeling very frustrated because I told myself, why did I do this? If I don't I don't have the abilities, the, the skills for being for covering this, this trial. So I learned that in that moment. Uh, it was time for me to work very hard in improving different skills, the language, and many, many things to be able to cover that trial that it, was, it lasted around a year. So I started going every day to the federal court and look at the, look at the, um, at the files, investigating, reading. And at the same time, I asked to another reporter that was covering this, this trial before myself, and he helped me a lot. So I listened to him, uh, so I started little by little learning and learning and learning. So I was able to cover uh, this trial for a long time. And years after, uh, uh, a big writer from Brazil, he wrote the biography of Paulo Coelho, got in contact with me because he was looking for a journalist that was uh, part of that trial because he wrote a book. Wow. So I was one of the sources uh, because I learned uh, through that case. I learned how to look in court for any file. So I was able to find any kind of information you want me to find. I learned how to develop that skill, how to look for information and how important and how powerful is the information you handle. So that was a big experience for me. I learned a lot. And then I worked for the, the Miami Herald and it really?
0: was, yeah, I'm learning a lot of new things myself here today okay we're hold on Let, let's pause at the Miami Herald do any of you have have a question for Alejandra uh, in what she just had mentioned Maria
3: I'm so invested in this story and I'm just so amazed I have nothing to say I'm just like wow that is just astonishing like what in the world
0: <laughs> so I have nothing to ask you Well, I mean, I think the real lesson here is to say, like, even if you don't think you have the skills, if you're willing to figure it out, then yeah, there's, there's, if there's a will, there's a way, right? Quote to quote, nothing is impossible. Right. Absolutely. Nothing. That's it right there.
2: And then I remember I wasn't able to speak in public in English. I was completely scared. And life took me to the point that I had to speak in public in English. So I say, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say. I am, I was like very, very, very scared, but I learned that the only way to, you know, maybe overcome your fears is by doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I, the biggest person that has pushed me in my life, you know, who has been? Myself. Mm -hmm. Because... Nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody else. Nobody else is going to push yourself because they, you are the only one. You need to be motivated every single day in your life. You need to wake up with a dream, with a reason, with a purpose, uh, you know, eager to learn, eager to live, eager to do everything in your life to reach your goals and your dreams because we have only one life, one life we have.
0: When you had that court case, how long had you been in the ah. United States when you started the court case? Uh, eight months. Wow. <laughs> a, that doesn't fast track your English. Nothing will, right? <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Maria. I would also like to you are a very, very, very inspiring woman. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you so much. Thank so you great. very much. And you know, because I learned that in life it's very important to learn how to inspire and motivate yourself. Uh, I learned that from my mom. My mom always told me. You can do whatever you want. You you should do it. You can do it. You just need to push yourself. And I learned how to push myself. And I learned also that sometimes in life, we are educated to, to reach a comfort zone in our lives. So uh, in a way that we have everything, so we don't have to be worried about nothing because I have everything. So I can sleep late. I can watch TV. I can eat ice cream all day or pizza every night. Right, but it's not about it. You you have to make sacrifices to reach your goals. Let's say, for example, I love I love pizza, but I don't eat pizza every day because I know it's not gonna be good for me, for my health, for my weight. So things like that I learned how to how to handle. And I think it's very important discipline. It's very hard to learn discipline, but when you develop like habits and discipline, you can you can do everything and you can reach everything in in life.
3: Linking to what you said about Miss Alejandra being, uh, not scared, no, scared of talking in public, that links and just brings up the subject that we were talking about yesterday, Um, doing things you might be scared of doing or doing things you don't like doing to benefit yourself. And I really think that is amazing how in such a short period of time, Miss Alejandra could have overcome that fear and it's not it's not just about overcoming the fear it's also about the language barrier barrier mm-hmm. i'd say so that is just so amazing and i am just as inspired right now mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. So, thank you so
0: how was it so the first time you had to speak in public so let's t- take that the first time you had to speak in public how long had you been
2: in the u.s then in english it was in new york Mm uh it was I would say I launched a book Mm -hmm. and I needed to do a a speech about my book in Chicago Mm -hmm. in an audience in front of like 300 people and I was sweating (laughs) sweating and I I didn't know what to say I was trying to memorize what I was going to say but it didn't happen because the more you memorize the more you forget things sometimes Mm -hmm. in life so I I let myself go uh, on a stage and it was a great experience. I was very nervous, but since that moment I started doing, you know, more speaking engagements in English. I even had the opportunity to speak in Columbia University. And it is hard. It was very hard at the beginning. And it still is. It's not that I am when I know I have to do something in English, I am. I, but I say I have to do it. I have to do it. I push myself. I push myself, and I do it.
0: Right. Yes. Noor, you have a question, honey.
1: Um. Yes. Well, I have two questions. So mm-hmm. the first question, um, was it was it hard when you took the decision to move from to the U.S. or you just took it in a snap? And then you said something about that nobody was supporting you
2: at the moment. So how did you just keep pushing when
1: nobody was supporting you at the moment? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, when I moved to Miami, it was more a project, a common project that I had with my ex-husband, but I was the one who pushed him (laughs) to move because uh, he wanted to move to America. Uh, I had a good job in that moment. The reason why uh, we wanted to move is because in Colombia in that time, we were having very uh, like violent situation. Uh, with the guerrillas, with um, many, many, many violence and very bad situation that I, I wasn't willing to be in that environment anymore. I grew up in Colombia when Pablo Escobar was alive and all the drug cartels and the bombs, explosions. So it's how I grew up. So I say, I am done with this life. I don't need to have this environment around me. I need, I need to try, I would like to try something better. So it's how we decided to move to, to America. I wasn't that sure and it wasn't on my, it wasn't my dream. Uh, but what I knew it was it, it was that the fact that I wasn't happy in Colombia. I I turned on the TV and the news were horrible every day, like now, but. Back then, and very violent. So, and actually, that creates an an violent environment about yourself. So I say I want to have a sense of future because in that time in Colombia, I don't know how it's now. Hopefully, things have changed. I have sense of future, and I say I don't want to live a life like that. So let me try something different. That's what I. That's why we decided to move to America.
0: Now, do you guys know who Pablo Escobar is? Yeah he was a big drug lord in Colombia. Uh, in the world in the world. that's true. Yes. He was from Colombia but in the world. And so um, so at that point in time in, in Colombia, very very violent, like
1: over actually I guess um, Pablo Escobar himself, he was violent, I mean, but the people around him were more because the more he got into jail, the more the people around him who used to go and get violence in the streets just to let him out of the prison.
0: Yes, so I guess that was like a, uh, you know, a catch twenty two because he helped the people, like the poor people, and the poor people helped him because they he financially helped them. However, when things didn't necessarily go his way, um, in the higher society or in politics or whatever it might be um he oh. killed them
1: was he a minister before i guess was he a minister before he, also? Was, he was in uh, he was
0: in
2: politics he was yeah. a politician yeah he he really was a politician.
1: A politician. so then when he was a politician did he like did the, the violence or it was after yeah, he was, it was, it, was after, finished it was after
2: it was I after mean,
0: because violence to people that went against him in the drug cartel but not it wasn't acts of public violence at that point. Um, and Alejandra can probably speak to that a little bit better than me, but you know, I think it was the unexpected that made it so um, crazy because towards the end, he was doing random acts of public violence that you didn't really know horrible. where or when it was going to happen. And there were a lot of innocent, Bystanders that um, were taken for that, or that were killed because of that. So, so I can't even imagine. You know, you're walking down the street, and that might, you know, happen. So, yeah. So you were then. So you worked for the Miami Herald as a journalist as well. But was was this in English or in Spanish?
2: Both. It was uh, most in Spanish, but they used to translate the stories for the English version. Okay. So I used to do stories every day. I used to have assignments every day to write a story, like probably a long story. So that was a great experience. And I have another story about what happened there. So um, I was, I, I maybe after six months, I was working in that newspaper. One day I go earlier than usual because I was going to travel. And suddenly the guy that used to work there come to uh, the newsroom, let's say 10 a.m. And he's wearing like uh, sunglasses, behaving very weird. And he, I said, this guy is on something, that's for sure. So the guy passed by in front of me, I say, hey, good morning. And he in that didn't even turn around to say hello to me so he goes to the uh, office of the director of the newspaper and starts throw, throwing things away everything and in that moment <laughs> i remember the police came helicopters well it was like a big 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 news that what happened that day because he was trying to he was with a fake gun so he was uh, trying to say, I'm gonna kill anyone. So I went to the restroom. So I called my boss, the, the general editor of the newspaper and I tell him, you know, this is what's happening. This guy is, is lost, out of control. He's looking for the director. He seems to be with a gun. I remember the New York Times came and interviewed me. <laughs> because <laughs> Yes. So um, it's the only time I have been interviewed by the New York Times uh, wow. for that reason. Uh, I, they were asking me what I saw, and because it was thousands of uh, police officers, helicopters. Uh, I mean, it was a very crazy experience, but yes, I was, I was safe. Nothing happened to me, uh, but the guy was under the effect of something else. I don't know what. And he got out of control, and he created all of this mess in the, in the newspaper. So yeah, that was my life in Miami. And then I say, I think uh, I'm going to try something different. So then I started working for magazines. Uh, for who? Magazines. Oh, magazines. Okay. So I did work for magazines, uh, all type of magazines, lifestyle, gossip. Um, and it was a great experience. And then uh, years after, I say, I think I'm done with Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I because I say this, I mean, besides the beach, which is beautiful, the sun, mm. what, what is why I'm going, to, I'm going, am I going to accomplish in Miami? And I say, I think I need to, I need bigger goals and I have a bigger dream. So my biggest dream was moving to New York. But for you to move to New York is, uh it's I mean you watch the movies and the movies are fancy and you see people having fun and you know maybe you watch Sex and the City or Mm -hmm. movies like that are one thing but the reality is different so I needed to find a job for me to move to be able to move to New York and I told my family I want to move to New York to start a new life and my entire family thought I was getting crazy they say There's something wrong with you, you have midlife crisis, there's something you are hiding, there's something wrong about you. Why are you moving to New York? It's cold, Uh, it's dirty, there's rats everywhere, everywhere, you should be here in Miami next to your family. And I say, no, I'm gonna move to, to to New York. So I was looking for jobs for a long time and nothing happened. I say maybe my destiny is being in Miami. So I relaxed a little bit. And when I relaxed a little bit about my crazy idea of moving to New York, I got a job in Miami. So that job allowed me to move to New York a few months, like two months after I got that job. Because my boss was here and he asked me, would you like, I need someone in New York. Are you willing uh, to move to New York? And I remember running away from Miami <laughs> and I moved to New York. Wow. Uh, wow.
0: Now, what was the job that you had that allowed you to go to New York?
2: I was editor. I was a senior editor for a website called terra.com. So they needed someone to be in charge of all the lifestyle topics, women, uh, pigeons, uh, food, uh, all of uh, these kind of topics. So I moved to New York at the beginning. uh, I don't know anyone. I don't have friends uh no i have one i have one friend here so four months after i moved and i told my family bye i'm leaving i lost my job oh <laughs> yes so yeah, I'm sure they were all like i told you so
0: i told you so did you tell I, your family i wouldn't have told them <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: until I, I found another job <laughs> yes i didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. because my family didn't support me in my dream mm-hmm. so four months after i run away from miami i moved to a new city i i mean they closed the the office here and i say what i'm gonna be doing so i remember having a job offers from miami to move back and start a, a life again there but i say i'm here this is my dream I need to make an important decision if I'm going to be here or I'm going to go back to live the life I had that I didn't want to have anymore. So I decided to look for another job. So I found another job and with time I say, you know what, I think I have more skills and I think I can do more than being in a job nine to five. And I'm willing to learn more stuff. So I decided to open my company is how I decided, I say, I don't need to have, depend on anyone to make my own living. So it's how I started my own company. I didn't know anyone, I didn't have money, no money, no nothing, uh, just fears. <laughs> I remember waking up every day, like what I am doing here, what did I do? And you know what I did? I, start, I started running every day, like crazy and I ended up running half marathon because of it. So I did exercise a lot. So I'm gonna make a pause. So maybe if someone has a question here. No
0: questions, just emotions and well. I have, let's see, who am I? Roa, go ahead, honey.
3: Well, I think um, like starting a company in a city like New York isn't that
0: easy. So how did you manage to do this? That was my question.
2: (laughs) Good, good question. Ro. Good question. Yes, Great question. Yes. I don't know how, how, because I, Oh, because to demonstrate myself and my family that was, I was able to do what I had in mind. Uh, I remember running every day in the middle of winter and it was like 30 degrees. And that was very good for me because I used to meditate it and okay. Organize my mind every day. And I say, how am I going to be able to do this? I had no idea, just create the company with the name 17 Entertainment and little by little, I started going out, going to networking events. That's a big deal in New York, not anymore. But in that time, the best way for you to meet people is go out and introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to introduce myself properly and professionally to other people. So I was going to events, I was going to networking events. Uh, so it's how I started um, going out. And I, I uh, learned about a program called Woman Entrepreneur of New York City. So they were providing skills and programs and workshops. So I was taking all of them. So it's how I developed many skills, more skills. And then they, one day they offered me to be part of the mentors uh mm-hmm. part of the women that help other women i say yes so i have been uh, a mentor since five years ago helping other women that are at the beginning of the business or at, are trying to make something happen in their lives in terms of business and they don't know how to do it and yes so i am at this point i can say that uh I, okay so after i started working i say i need to have like three or four services that my company provides that are good for a good fit for people in New York. So events, Mm -hmm. corporate events, public relations, social media, and marketing in general. So I decided to focus on those uh, services and I started doing events. And little by little, my first event was I, I didn't get paid because I told the lady, let me do this for you. So I know I am able to do it. So I did my, I had my first event. It went pretty well. So then people was looking at me. And my last event right before of the pandemic was in London. So that first event that you did,
0: um, kind of, you know, did you do it in? um, Did you do it for the the event? Say, you know, uh, let me do this for you because just give me a chance, type of a thing.
2: Yes, it was more like a colleague, and she was uh, doing the launch of her website. Um, mm-hmm. So she was doing everything. I say I tell her, you know, let me help you. I'm going to be charging any money, mm-hmm. but I want you to give me, like, exposure. So, mm-hmm. you know, give exposure to my company so people can, can, can get to know more about the company and the services, and it's how, how I did it. And,
0: and, and girls, this is, and who, who's going to be listening to this afterwards, this is a really, really good lesson because sometimes people are so focused on the money, right? Sometimes people are so focused on, well, I'm not doing it if you're not going to pay me to do it. But to get that, it's the exposure, like she said, it's just getting your name out there. You might have to do a few things for free first, right? But you get out there and that ultimately helps your name get out there. And then people say, well, who did this for you? Oh, what a lovely event or whatever it is that you want to do. And then before you know it, like, then they'll say, oh, well, I would like to come to you for that or I would like to, and then it kind of shows. So the key lesson here is to remember that a lot of people in this world are focused on the title or the money. They don't take that lower paying job because they feel like, well, I graduated from university. I should, I, I deserve a better job. But sometimes you just need that, you need to be humble and get that foot in the door, because then you ultimately go higher. When people see that you're willing to do the hard work at a lower level so that you can move up, just like Alejandra did, just like I did, you know, they then you open doors for many more opportunities for yourself. Maria. Um, I feel like this is such a lovely lesson
3: because it just demonstrates and shows us that um, to reach your dream you have to go through a lot of things even if you don't like them and sometimes as you said you have to get your hands dirty and do things that you feel like won't actually benefit you in the future but I feel like everything that we do and everything that is awaiting for us to um, start doing is going to be part of a lovely experience and is gonna help us in the near future. So I really think that everything uh, that Miss Alejandra has done, even if it's just unpaid jobs or just minor things she has done to get her name out there, benefited her just exclusively, enormously. And that is just a lovely lesson.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then I'm gonna go to ROA and then I'm gonna go to NOR. But one other thing there to, to think about here is that the people that are probably gonna tell you the most that you're crazy or you can't do it or that you shouldn't do it are the people that are closest to you. So therefore, you know, at the end of the day, a key lesson that I've always done is if there was nobody else around, if I didn't have to worry about anybody else and I could just make this choice, not worry about money, not worry about anything, Would I still be doing this thing that I want to go and do? And if the answer is yes, then that means that your heart is in it and that's truly what you want to do. Because a lot of times people end up making decisions or choices that they don't want because of all of the yada yada that's going on from people that say you shouldn't should shouldn't do it. So that's another very important because sometimes the people closest to you are going to be the ones that are going to try and make you back down. And it's because they want to protect you and they love you. it's not anything other than that but uh, you need to you need to do with what's right for you. So Rella. Um I'm really
3: curious to know why did you choose 17 as a name like why 17
2: well because i was born on a 17 oh lovely yes, october 17 and i was looking the meaning of the number 17 and it's all related to it's like a spiritual number related to business i has a very interesting meaning that's why i decided to put the that name to the company i today i don't know sometimes i think i should put maybe another name but i don't know i i started the company with uh, with the goal of creating content. No, no, I never thought it was going to grow. So the
1: first question, what was your family's reaction um, after you became successful? So as the, uh, the part when you moved, they weren't uh, supporting you. And my second question is um, when you took the step to just get out of the nine to five job, which was actually more safe in the money wise, let's say, And then you chose to just move to um, a path where you don't know where it might end, will it be successful or what it won't. So how did you just take the shift to make that decision from a 95 job to just um, a business where you don't know whether you're gonna get successful in it or not at the moment?
2: Wow, great questions, thank you. So the first question, um, I remember even my brother came to New York to see where I was living and what, uh, what I was doing, because they were very concerned about me. And I remember he came to visit me, and he, remember, I remember him saying, uh, everyone in New York is crazy, including you. <laughs> and you fit in. Yes. <laughs> and they, because it's like the only crazy people move to New York or leave, are supposed to become here. So I was crazy for them. And now uh, I went last week and I saw him and he was talking about myself to a friend of his. And he says, actually, uh, I talk about my sister as an example of what, what you can reach in life because she moved by herself to New York. She has done everything by herself and we didn't believe in her and now look where she is so i i'm the the only of the other things like i'm the youngest one so that's why everyone is very protective because when you are the youngest one in the family everyone wants to be on top of you taking care of you making decisions for you especially about your life what you should be doing that's why i decided to be to live here all me everyone is in miami So the second uh, question is how did I, because I never saw myself, never since I remember never saw myself living, uh, having a full-time job like nine to five, because uh, I felt like I was like on a jail. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you have a mind that is creative and you like to create things, uh, being in the same space uh, or, or doing things that make you feel Uh, how can i well i don't know what is the right word like make you feel that you have no freedom Mm -hmm. are not healthy so i didn't i needed to feel that i had freedom of creativity of uh, working from any place i i didn't feel well having to go to an office i hate offices i I don't like i don't i'm sorry i don't like to be in an office Mm -hmm. i don't like to be because the energy in in the office is so strange because people you know you're dealing with with people that uh, go there not for work, maybe for be out of home or be away mm-hmm. from the families. So I didn't feel well being in, a, in an office. That's why I say I need to create something that allows me to work from where I, wanna, where I want to work.
0: You know what? And, and right there it's clarity, right? You were clear, very clear on, on what you wanted in in that sense of how you wanted to work, where you wanted to work from, what you wanted to do. And um, and you did that. So, wow. What is the name of your book? That's one of my questions. And, you know, what is the, you know, what's the future for Seventeen? What do you have some, some projects up your sleeve?
2: Uh, so the name of the book is, is uh, Today's Inspired Latina, It's a a book that has different compiles, different stories from different women. Um, All of them are Latinas. So this project was created by by a lady in Chicago, and Mm -hmm. she's an amazing person as well. She's a pilot. Um, So she created this project to allow uh, people like me to tell the story. Uh, to inspire other women and to make them feel that everything is possible you can make things happen and that's the only book I have at the moment uh, it takes it takes discipline a lot of discipline to write a book I, I love writing and at the moment I'm more focused on on growing the business uh, and it requires a lot of energy and being focused and the future well it's very interesting question because what I planned for the last year, couldn't happen, mm-hmm. uh, so I am about to, to I'm focusing the company more in the digital and the public relations side, because the events are not going to be happening in, I don't know in how long, so I have plans of uh, focusing on more in the public relations side and the social media side, and wait until things get better to start having Uh, corporate events and be able to connect with people and do events in other countries or other continents who knows but Mm -hmm. i'm open i'm still open oh my goodness
0: how special today was anybody have any last final questions that you would like to ask before we finish up
1: um so you said that i mean i've seen like through your journey You've took a lot of different paths. You just tried too many paths. Do you think that in the future, you will open something outside of Seventeen Company, something that, that Seventeen Entertainment Company, um, like in, in another path not related to the, what Seventeen uh,
2: Entertainment is about? Definitely. <laughs> actually i have been thinking i would like to have another business uh, because I, I feel with the energy and i feel young and i would like to keep growing and maybe try something new i, I i'm just thinking what would, could be something different from what I, what I do at the moment that could be beneficial for myself um to help other people because what i have been trying now is trying to help as much as i can uh, because we are facing a very difficult moment and I think what we need to do now is trying to help between I mean support each other in a different way in a, in a different level because we we need to grow we need to push up as a humanity because the situation we don't know what is going to be happening uh, but we need to keep working hard we need to keep helping each other we, have, we need to develop solidarity, compassion and be be more kind, be more receptive, trying to understand and respect others. So things like that are very important to me. But at the moment, I don't know, but I'm sure I'm gonna be letting you know uh, to see if you're interested in working. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Look at that, guys. <clears throat> Actually, and I'm gonna come to you in one second, Emily, honey. Um, Nora and Roa are creating a device that helps blind people cross the street that triggers the stoplight so that they can cross.
2: Oh, you know? wow.
0: Yeah, so, um, and I'm sure they have other other things going on. As That's well. amazing.
2: So, Congratulations, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Thank so. you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she got thrown off of Clubhouse because she was... <laughs> I love I love telling that story. She's like on there pitching pitching this this idea. God love her and, and it's like they, she's like yes, I'm 15 years old and I'm like, they're like boom, like, <laughs> suspended. Wow, wow, I love amazing.
1: that story. Well, actually, it actually, it's such a good story um, to, I'm to I'm learn the, at a young age. So, t- over- I I haven't told you something um but because of clubhouse we got in connection with somebody with nasa who's now working with us on our project my god
2: (laughs) wow that's amazing congratulations thank you
0: wow see wow putting, putting yourself out there and how many times did you get rejected before? How
1: many times did you actually Too many times? Um I mean I'm at 16. I I guess I've sent more than 20 emails and I mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing got replied. Yeah. Um, and then I remember
0: her saying that to me and I said, Well, there's you just need that one, that one yes, that one moment that and you know, so oh I'm so excited to hear that. You'll have to tell me more about that after. Emily, honey, you have a question? Emily? yes okay honey what do you agree what question you have um
3: do you speak um any type of
0: languages okay she speaks well her first language was spanish because she's from colombia and so now she speaks english what do you speak any other languages besides spanish and english alejandra
2: I understand Italian and Portuguese very well, but I don't speak it. um, One of my plans is to start learning Italian.
0: Well, Alejandra, we want to thank you for coming today and being here with us. And it's just been just so amazing and really inspirational for, for these girls that are here with us today and everyone that's going to listen. And so
2: I thank you so much. Thank you so much for this beautiful invite. I feel so proud of being with you. You are all amazing. Please keep uh, dreaming, Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you, Christy, for creating this scenario. It's amazing. I'm, I'm very proud and I'm very inspired as well to be with all of you.